Hello and welcome to Be Relevant, where two irrelevant beer tasters who know nothing talk about beers. My name is David. And I'm Jessica. So for our November beer, we've got New Belgium's Accumulation, which is a white Indian pale ale. Um, and this is what we just picked up from the uh, grocery store. Well, my uh, our number one fan, my dad, hi dad, he asked us to do a new Belgian beer because he really likes the company, which I completely agree with. They're pretty, I think they're a pretty great uh, craft brewery. And um, so uh, we wanted to do a winter beer, and this is their seasonal that started, I think, in 2013. The uh, this white IPA. All right. Well, let's get to the tasting. Well, it looks very light, and I think online they said that their goal was to make, you know, typically winter beers are mm-hmm. really dark, and they okay. wanted to do, like, a light winter beer. Yeah. And I know this isn't our first white IPA. We did new, uh, no, we did um, Blue Moon's white IPA. Mm-hmm. So I All guess right. it might be a trend having, like, light seasonal beers. Yeah, that's, yeah. Very interesting. I think that was our first podcast, so we'll check that out. <laughs> We've got it up. Uh, yeah, it's definitely like a golden and almost looks foggy or cloudy, I guess, but let's go ahead and taste it. Well, you can smell the hops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, when I think about hops, or when you think about at least Christmas time, and I know it's November and we're not even supposed to be talking about Christmas yet. We can talk about Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I know it's taboo because we still have uh, Thanksgiving to go. But, um, yeah, I, when I think about Christmas, I think about very um, foresty things because, I mean, you bring a tree on the inside. So, yeah. I mean, it's very foresty. And I think hops kind of uh, gives, encompasses that. Yeah, definitely. It, it'll, it helps with that, uh, giving you that vibe of indoor trees but indoor yeah. Trees in your mouth, in this case. But and this tastes like lemon to me, though. I get a lot of citrus, citrus from yeah. it. Mm-hmm. A lot of citrus. Yeah. No, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, kind of looking at the uh, the bottle label here, it looks mm-hmm. like it's got a uh, a mobile home of some sort, I think. And it's just uh, it says New Belgium. I mean, it looks very um, uh, foresty and stuff. That doesn't look foresty. Uh, not foresty. I'm sorry. Wintry. I'm okay. sorry. Um, I was looking at the back and it says, uh, proceeds of this winter-loving beer benefits the Protect Our Winters. So oh. every, when you buy this, it uh, helps um, a benefit. So Protectourwinters.org. Yeah, so check cool. it out. Cool. Um, so when I was looking this up, I found out yeah. uh, what kind of hops they have. And it looks like they've got... Um, these are the hops. They got nuggets, centennial, dry hops with mosaic and amarillo. Uh, the malts are a pale wheat. And yeah. And the uh, IBU 70. 70, which in my opinion is high. Um, yeah. I, I still have, I feel like every single time we do this, we do an IPA, which is one of three times or two of three times. Yeah. Um, I say I'm going to find out what the highest IBU is, but I just don't think you can. Um, so 70, uh, the alcohol content is about 6.2. Um, and. I was looking at food pairings because I was kind of curious mm-hmm. about, especially with a seasonal beer, you kind of, you think of hams and turkeys for Christmas, but this one actually said have Mexican food with it. Or yeah, their website showed a whole like video of them eating Mexican oh, yeah, food with that. it. Yeah. <laughs> very, very seasonal is Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say seasonal, I mean every season is good for Mexican food. <laughs> so do you want to talk about the uh, company itself? Um, well, yeah. Well, um it was founded, well, I guess in 1989, Jeff, oh gosh. Lieb- Liebes. Liebes, thank yeah. you. So bad last names. You know, he was in, I guess he was in Belgium and he took a fat tires, like um, a mountain bike around Europe. 
so then he decided, I guess, you know, oh, I, I don't know how that kind of tied it. Maybe he thought about breweries mm-hmm. or had a lot of the beers there and just yeah. loved them. And then obviously that's one of their biggest beers is Fat Tire. Yeah, they um, they originally, he was a home brewer for the longest time. And oh, then okay. in 1991, he apparently decided to make it a business. And um, when 2010 came along, he actually became the third largest craft brewer in the United States. And around that time, he was actually the seventh largest brewery overall in the United States. Really? Yeah. And they're in Fort Collins, right outside Denver. Do you remember yeah. seeing that? Yeah, I saw Colorado. Yeah. So it's, um, Did you see that they actually opened up? It should be opened up probably any time this now, because it said winter 2015. Mm-hmm. They opened up a brewery in Asheville. Okay, cool. Yeah, isn't yeah. that cool? That is cool. And East Coast Brewery over here. Yeah. I, don't, I can't think of any like major breweries outside this over in here. A lot of them are in Colorado. Have we, as you know, obviously we've seen like Coors and, but I guess like Bush is like in a lot of places yeah. too. I mean, there's one in Florida, I okay. believe. You know. Yeah. Any more interesting histories behind this particular? Um. Well, one thing I thought was kind of unique was that they created him and his um, the other founder Kim Jordan, uh, who was his wife at the time. They wrote their core values and beliefs for the company while they were hiking the Rocky Mountain National Park. Hmm. And uh, one thing that I really thought was so cool and, like, makes me want to go work for New Belgium was that they do anniversary gifts, I guess, to their employees. Did you see that? Mm -mm. So, like, the first year you work there, you get, like, a cruiser bike. And the the fifth year, you get a one-week trip to Belgium. Wow. Uh, Year 10, you get a four-week paid sabbatical. Year 15, you get a $1,000 travel voucher to anywhere that you mm-hmm. want to use. And then you're 20 and you're 30, you get a four week paid sabbatical. Wow. Yeah. Like that's cool. You know? uh, that is cool. In no way are they funding us to promote them, but you know, <laughs> that's what you guys think. Yeah. Um, cool. uh, did you see where they got the name accumulation from? Nope. Well, I guess it was just a tribute to the snow in Colorado. Yeah, an accumulation. Of yeah. Snow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you can see it in the picture on the bottle is an accumulation of snow around this um, mobile home. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, I kind of did some research because it's so hard for me to think of what a craft brewer is. And um, I just didn't know what it was. So I kind of wanted to look up like the tenets of what a craft brewery is. Isn't it anything under Sam Adams? The things that I saw were it's that it has to be a small annual production of 6 million or less barrels a year. Um, and that's like, okay, well, I guess what I've heard is that it's whatever Sam Adams. Oh, oh you're so, saying that that's like the standard. Yeah. And Sam, then below that is. It's a craft brewery. So okay. then if Sam Adams does seven. Yeah. Then okay. Whoever does under seven now is a craft brewery. But if it. you go over that seven, you're not a craft brewery. Okay. You're, the way I understood you were saying it was like, it's a monopoly where they just like, oh, no, no, okay. no, I see what no. you're saying. <laughs> um, another thing about it is it's that it's independent. Uh, less than 25% of the craft breweries can be owned uh, or controlled by an alcoholic beverage industry member that is not itself a craft brewer itself. And I, I'm not really sure what that means, but I think it just means that it's part of something bigger than just like one guy as the CEO taking control of everything. Um, and then lastly, uh, just kind of, it has to be traditional. You're kind of looking at uh, traditional beverages and sometimes they have twists on those things and it's not like your average Budweiser beer, which doesn't really change. You that's, know, that's yeah. You can find that at um, like Asheville. All those yeah. breweries or yeah. all those little microbreweries. They yeah. were like 
so unique. Yeah. You know? And then just, just kind of small facts. I guess it has to be small, um, traditional with a twist. They do actually a lot of philanthropy, and they get involved in the communities a lot. And just kind of a fun fact is that the majority of Americans live within 10 miles of craft breweries. So oh, yeah? if you're listening from We far, definitely far, do. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's been – so I was talking to somebody about this, and it's because Virginia, like, let up its ABC laws. And then that's why yeah, in the past have... couple of years yeah. we, we've seen so many in Virginia. So yeah. very interesting. So that, that's pretty much what I saw in craft breweries because I, I just assumed it was, like, stuff that is not – you know, a big label is yeah. what a craft brewery is, but it's a little bit more than that. So if you could rate this beer on a type of spirit animal, what <laughs> spirit animal is this beer? What does that even mean? That if doesn't you, make any it's sense. It's not even a rating. Okay. It's a spirit animal of this beer. What would it be? Oh, a spirit animal of the beer? Yeah. Oh, it would be a red fox. Red fox. Yeah, because they're very... Um, they love winter. They're they always do. running around in winter, jumping around in the snow. Yeah. I think a red fox. Yeah. Um, it's a little spicy, so maybe a fox is a little spicy. Spicy little fox. And um, I think for mine, I see a little, uh, the white owl. <laughs> a fox and an owl. A fox and an owl. That is kind of funny. <laughs> that's, our house is just decorated in foxes and owls. Well, so that's, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, We're not very unique. <laughs> uh, um, so it's a red panda. <laughs> it's a red panda. No, um, it, well, I guess it's supposed to be spicy as well. I'm trying to think of like maybe it's the chupacabra. <laughs> is that what it is? That's a spirit animal. But really, it's rating. Um, I would give this. Let me take a little taste, Jess. If you want to go ahead and go first. I've already been drinking it. Sorry. Um, I don't know. It's a little too hoppy for me. Obviously, I guess we always just get the hoppy beers. Uh, I'd give it a six. I do yeah. like it. I think I could keep drinking it, which yeah. I probably will. Yeah, uh, I think I'd give it a six as well. I think I'm around yeah. that as well. It's not terrible. I could probably, I could definitely finish it, but I think it's, it is hoppy, but I think for its time of year, I think it's okay because I kind of want to, you know, because usually those Christmas beers are just like a little bit darker, I feel like. And sometimes they could just be really heavy. Yeah, heavy and warm yeah. almost. Um, and this is kind of a light one, so yeah. if you don't like your dark beers, your mul- very super malty beers, then definitely this, check this, this one, one out. This one will be it yeah. for you. Well, cool. Uh, well, I do have a quote All that right. I found. It's from Jack Nicholson. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, beer is the best damn drink in the world. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, just don't be alone with him in the winter in a hotel. That would be a terrible idea. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to Be Relevant. We're two irrelevant beer tasters who know nothing talk about beers. And tune in next month when we talk about our next random beer. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.